This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Yours truly, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Our mission is to inspire you to believe in yourself, to overcome challenge, battle through adversity, and live your best kick in life. It's like I'm giving you a kick in life so you can live your best life. So saddle up, buckle up, and here we go. Greetings, everyone. Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Hopefully your week and the new year is off to a terrific start as well. Hey, I want to touch base on a video blog, and I do at least one video blog a week, and you can find that on our YouTube channel there. Just type in Rich Grogan or Kicking Life Guru. Or you can actually just type in Grogan's Martial Arts. They pop up on all those channels and on YouTube. And I'm also going to put a little more work into our blog page, uh, which is kickinglife.com and then kickinglifeguru.com. It all takes you to the same spot. And I don't think I mentioned this last time, but make sure you check out our Facebook page. That starts every day with a nice inspirational quote. And, of course, that's Kickin' Life Guru as well. The whole thing about the Kickin' Life, those who have listened before, you know what it's all about. It's about me doing everything I can to kick you, give you a kick in life. And in order to live your best life. So let me tell you a little bit about the blog I recorded the other day. And a lot of people I know out there, you realize I've got, uh, I don't know, the, the personality that's kind of out there a little bit. Uh, I think about the only A-plus I ever got in school, besides PE, I always got A-pluses in PE, uh, was, you know, I'm type A++++ personality, so I'm out there a little bit. But I also a little bit of a goofball, actually quite a bit of a goofball. And uh, for some reason, I was a little, little reluctant to let that out. But here lately, I've been doing that. And actually, I don't know what I've been keeping that, trying to keep that in before. I guess kind of that professional aura, professional era. But I was really cheating myself. And I'm telling everybody else to be natural, be you. And I was kind of holding back a little bit. So the, the reason I'm telling you this is the video blog I filmed the other day was all about that. It was all about, it started off, the title said, success. How do you uh, live a successful life? How do you get everything you want out of life? Well, the way you do it, listen closely, is to blame others. Blame others for your problems. It's his fault. It's her fault. It's, you know, the society's fault. It's everybody's fault but your own. And the other thing to make you, you know, successful is to make excuses. Yeah, always make excuses. Now, of course, I'm being absolutely ridiculous here, but it was a pretty good right hook. We got quite a bit of feedback on the, on that blog because it was a little different, but People realize these things, but sometimes unless you hear it in a manner such as that, maybe maybe it doesn't uh, resonate with you. But uh, that's kind of the right, co- right cross excuse me, of reality there. Bang! Kind of hit with it because sometimes we get caught up in it. And before we know it, we are blaming others. We are saying, well, you know, but if uh, uh, well, you know as well as I do, life is not fair. It's not fair at all. You hear me talk about it all the time. It's going to beat you down and keep you down if you let it. Nothing hits harder than life. And that's one of my favorite Rocky quotes, which I, I say it quite often, actually. But it's true. It's true. And my goal with this is just to remind you of what you already know. Life is not fair. So don't expect it to be fair. So you understand that. You have that understanding. You have that knowledge going in to know it's going to knock you down. But I want you to believe enough in yourself to get back off the deck, get off the canvas, get off the floor, and get back up and fight back. Give it all you got. Believing in yourself, overcoming challenges, battling through adversity, because they're going to be there. And the difference between, true difference now, between successful people and everybody else, and it doesn't mean everybody else is unsuccessful, 
And everybody has their own interpretation of what success is. Some people think success is, you know, uh, nice cars, big houses, uh, uh, plenty of vacations with the family, a lot of money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, if that's your version of success, and that is nice to have those things. A lot of people have those, but they have more stress than you can ever imagine. They have no time with their families. When they are with their families, they're constantly fighting. So that's not the kind of success that, uh, you know, that's not for me, that kind of a success. I mean, others, maybe so. For me, my interpretation of success, yeah, I'd like the, the nice cars, nice house, going on vacation, but quality time with the family and a lower amount of stress. Now, is that possible to achieve? To be honest with you, I didn't think it was before. I truly didn't. It's like, well, you can't have one without the other. If you want to be successful, then you're going to have stress. Well, as I've worked toward trying to balance those things out, the success has been happening, and but then the true success, meaning I am spending more quality time with my family. I have lowered a little bit of stress. And I know people listen and say, well, wait a minute, you're on here inspiring us and you've got stress? Yeah, I'm being real. I'm keeping it real. I'm a human being. I've got stress. I've got emotions. I've got everything that everybody else has. It's just a way of trying to manage and regulate that stress. And speaking of emotions, I actually spoke with a parent uh, and, a, and a teenage student last night at our um, martial arts academy, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, which, you know, I'm going to talk about the experience we create there and experience I had at a car dealership just recently and uh, talk about that experience and how everybody's got the power to create that experience. Anyway, talking about emotions. And uh, they were talking about their son is uh, he just angry, angry all the time. And it boils down to a biggest pro- one of the biggest problems we have in society today, and that's bullying. You know, it's just rampant everywhere. And what do teenagers, especially teenage boys, you know, they're going through hormonal changes, going through puberty, change of life, you know. And then, of course, in this technological age, holy smokes. And it's no different than when I was a teenager in regards to the mental capacity of these kids and their emotions. But what is different is all the social media, because we always had bullying, we always did, but now it's gone to a whole new level with this gosh darn social media, which, you know, it's great for business, and everybody's on it, but that's just a little too much stress and a little too much responsibility for these teenage minds. Now, I'm not saying you take the social media away from them, but I am saying you monitor a little bit and also understand there's a lot that goes into their little heads. I mean, they're not mature enough, because they've only had, what, 12... 13, 14 years on the planet, so how much true experience do they really have? Anyway, I shared with him emotions. I said, everybody has emotions. I said, I've got emotions. I'm a human being. You know, some days you feel happy and great. Some days you feel sad and down. Some days you feel like crying. Some days you just, man, you feel like I really, this person's a jerk and they need popped one. I get it. Those are emotions. The problem is when you start acting on those emotions, you got to make sure you control it. Now, once again, easier said than done. But you know what? I, and I, I said, you hear me say this all the time. People say, oh, easier said than done. Well, so is everything. And I got that because, oh, gosh darn, now I had a thought here. Somebody called me out on this years and years and years ago. I forgot what I was saying. And uh, they, um, I said, yeah, well, that's easier said than done. And the guy says, you know what? What in life isn't? And, man, that that was, I always talk about a right hook of reality. Bang! That floored me. I was like, you know what? You're right. And it took that one thing. And, of course, my whole goal with these podcasts is maybe, hopefully you pick up more than one thing, but if you pick up one thing that really, bang, knocks you down or gives you a shot of reality, you think, you know what? You're right. I'm better than that. I can do better than that. I do have a choice in in my life because it is my life. It's nobody else's life. 
Anyway, back to the emotions thing. I was talking to him about that. It's okay to have those emotions. That is normal human behavior. But what you want to do is you want to start trying to condition yourself to regulate those emotions. And what I mean by that is conditioning or just habits. And I give an example of, you know, when you first learn to tie your shoes, you, you did not to do it. You're putting your shoe on the wrong foot, left foot, right foot, and then you couldn't get the little bows in order to make the tie. Same thing with driving a car. The first time you learn to drive a car, man, you got the hands at 10 and 2. You know, you're you're uh, really careful about putting in to drive. You're looking. Now, boy, it's, it's automatic. You've conditioned yourself just to hop in the car, and most of you can probably buckle the seatbelt, lock the door, start the car, adjust the radio, probably all at the same time because you're so used to it. You don't think about it anymore. But there was a time when you had to think about it. Now you don't. It just happens. That's conditioning. That's habit forming. What you do on a regular basis, you're going to do without thought. Well, it's the same thing with your thoughts, with your emotions, with everything that's coming in. Those thoughts are coming in. But if you condition yourself, and I'm not saying block the thoughts, that's, that's darn near impossible. You get 70,000 thoughts filtering through your mind a day on average, 70,000. Think about that. But you can choose which ones to focus on. You can choose which ones that you're going to allow to keep playing in your mind. How do you do that? Well, it depends on what you're putting in your mind. Now, if you're watching Constantly Negative Network, that's what I call CNN, or, or any other news channel that's constantly pumping negative yuck in your brain, well, that's all it's going to be processing in your brain. So what are you going to think about? More than anything, that. And that's what you're going to focus on. And what you focus on magnifies. However, and this is my huge suggestion, this is what I do. In my car, um, I'm always listening to Audible, uh, Audible books on growth, on development, on leadership, on, on psychology, philosophy, on how to be your very best, inspirational, how to become a better business owner, how to become a better speaker, how to become a better motivator. Now, maybe those things aren't for you. Find what's for you and something positive, and continuously pump that into your mind, pump that into your brain. Another thing, YouTube, all these inspirational videos, you know, as far as uh, live your best, success, and, of course, podcasts like the one I've got here, the Kickin' Life podcast. I'm going to kick you in life. And then on Facebook, you know, instead of looking at all the negative news feeds, bang, look, try and find the positive ones. There's a ton of groups out there that you can, you can be a part of. Anyway, the whole point is what you, what you focus on magnifies. Zig Ziglar says you got stinking thinking on the brain, you're going to have stinking output, okay? So what you put in, you're going to get out. Now, yes, we can't control all 70,000 thoughts, so you're going to have some yucky thoughts, you're going to have some yucky emotions. I mean, it just it, that's exactly what it is. However, I'm telling you from experience here, you, you pump in the good, you're going to have more out. Something also I talk about is always giving your very, very best. It kind of falls along the same line I was telling him about if you commit to yourself, that I'm always, regardless of the circumstances, I'm always going to put forth my absolute very best to be my absolute very best. Now, does that mean you're going to win every time? Does that mean you're going to achieve success every time? No. Okay, and that may be a shock to some people, but just because you gave your best, just because you did your best, just because you laid your heart on the line, doesn't mean you're guaranteed victory. But you know what? On the other side, if you don't, you're definitely not guaranteed victory. You're guaranteed a loss. And here's the thing. Sometimes you put forth less than a, your best effort. Sometimes you don't prepare as well. Sometimes you just kind of stumble through. Yeah, you're going to get an occasional win. You know, what's the old thing? Even the blind squirrel gets a, uh, a nut every once in a while, and a broken clock is right twice a day. So, yeah, occasionally you're going to stumble upon a win. My thing is 
I promise you, you put forth your best effort, you're going to rack up more wins, more successes than you are losses. Things always seem to balance themselves out. Those that always continue to work harder and harder and harder, those are always willing to get up one more time when they've been knocked down, those willing to give that little extra to do the things, like I mentioned about reading the extra books, listen to Audible, and programming your brain with good things, good thoughts, good, good emotions. Yeah. You're going to live a better life. Yeah, you're going to be more successful. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to say it's probably not going to. It's not going to happen all at once, especially if you've got 20-something years of poor conditioning, if you've crammed your brain with all these things for the past 20 years. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, it's too late for me. I've uh, 25 years. I've been listening to crap on the TV. I've been doing this. There's, There's no hope. Well, you know what? Say you're 35 years old. I think there is hope. You've got another, hopefully, 40, 50 years on the planet. So it's never too late to change. You know, you heard uh, the last podcast, and it's a song I really, really enjoy. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you this. I set it as my uh, wake-up song on my, uh, uh, what have I got here, my phone. And it's called, uh, it's by Nickelback, If Today Was Your Last Day. As a reminder, you know what? If today was your last day, what would you do? Would you make it the best day? Or would you just stumble through life and, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow? Can't wait for tomorrow. So make each day the very, very best. You know, if uh, you knew you had a certain amount of time left to live. Now, of course, we don't know that. Today could be our last day. We don't know. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully we're around for quite some time. But I want you to believe enough in yourself to do something. And uh, each day is if it was your last day. And a couple podcasts ago, the whole message, the whole theme was live today in such a way that you make yesterday jealous. And then tomorrow, you're going to leave in, uh, live in even a better way that you're going to make today jealous. So always striving, you know, uh, looking forward, yeah, because you plan on being here a while. But don't forget about the present. You know, that's why it's called a present. It's a gift to you. Open that gift today. And you open two gifts. And you open, uh, well, I guess, more than two. If you're listening to this podcast, your ears are open, so you're hearing it. But your eyes are probably open, too, because you had to download it to listen to it. But those are gifts. And Think how precious life is. It truly, truly is. We've got one of our students, and I didn't want to, uh, wasn't going to talk about this, but I definitely need to. He's um, he's battling cancer, and unfortunately, I hate to say he's losing that battle, but it's taken over his whole body. But this little guy, he's 14 years old. Oh my gosh! And and the strength of some of these kids going through these battles. He's been battling for right at two years now, and. Uh, uh, like I said, I hate to say he's losing the battle, but, but but he is. It's taken over his body. But he hasn't given up the fight. He's still fighting along. He's still – and w- what he said, so I'm not too long ago, he's like, hey, and his dad, I talked to him actually yesterday. He said, well, I don't want anybody worried about me. You know, what about brother and sister? And there's no need to cry. I'm okay. I'm good. Unbelievable strength. I think about that. Then I think about the number of people on a daily basis I talk to her whining and crying and complaining because uh, um, this isn't right or, uh, well, what's your name, treated me bad or, boy, I would change, but I got so many problems you don't even understand. Well, everybody's got problems. And I'm not here to say your problems are bigger than mine or my problems are bigger than yours. You know, until I've walked in your shoes, you've walked in mine. You know the song and dance. Everybody's got their own problems. Here, here's a little saying. I, I want to hope I get this right. I haven't said this in a number of years. Uh, here it is. Your problems are bigger than mine, I see. But mine are happening to me. Yeah, I got it right. There we go. Anyway, chew on that for a minute. Yeah. Hey, I know your problems are bigger than mine. I can see that. But mine are happening to me. And that's just kind of how it is. You know, we never know what's going on in somebody else's life. But I brought that up about my little buddy there simply because 
he's 14 years old, and, and, and I seriously don't know how much longer he's got. But yet, he's handled like a trooper. So sometimes we need to uh, uh, reflect on those things. So live today as if it was your last day. And then hopefully we've got tomorrow. Now, here's the thing. Living for the future, you're creating that future today. You're taking that one actionable step, whatever that may be. And motivation follows action, meaning you take one actionable step, one step, you do something then you're motivated to take another step. Let me give you an example. The other day, it was pretty darn cold outside. Um, I got uh, got up, trash was overflowing. My teenage son forgot to take the trash out. Uh, you at home, got teenagers, you know how that goes. And uh, anyway, so I take it outside, and I walk it out, and we've got a pretty long driveway out to the street. Came back in, and then the cats had knocked the, their food bowl over. So now I'm, oh, gosh darn it, so now I'm picking up the cat food. Now, of course, I didn't want to do those things, but the crazy thing happened. I have now done two things, and the next thing, well, you know what? I could pick this up, pick this up. And then I had the thoughts pop in my head. I was able to write, uh, write some passages for my book that's coming out. Uh, the book is Square Peg, Round Hole, Why Try to Fit In When You're Born to Stand Out. It, it'll be out in May. But anyway, that led to another actionable step. And before I knew it, I'd done like six or seven things without even realizing it, and it inspired me, and I'm not a fixer-upper at home. I mean, I do what I have to do, but I would rather not do it because, I don't know, I get into it, and I've got three hours spent, and the dang thing still isn't fixed. But that that's I, I, whatever. Motivation follows action. Before I know it, I'm fixing a cabinet door and <laughs> some other stuff. My wife, uh, she about had a heart attack. She's like, what the heck? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all started with taking out the trash. So I don't know if taking out the trash was the motivator or not, but it was an actionable step. Now, I always try and start my days with some type of action, but I'm just saying it's the littlest things that lead one step at a time. Anyway, back to the emotions. I'm going to finish that passage up, I guess. Uh, I told him it's okay to have those emotions. It's just all about controlling those emotions and conditioning yourself. When you start feeling that way, you know, have a different outlet. Think about it. And I tell you, the thing I recommend to so many people, and because I do it myself, is write it down. You write it down. And I read this a long, long time ago, and I thought it was like, oh, whatever, whatever. So I started doing it, and now this is a big thing that I recommend with kids, parents, adults, students, who's ever having difficulty with stuff. You write it down so now you can see it. Now, the thought it takes to have pen on paper, you know, you can think in your mind. And it may seem like the biggest issue or the biggest problem you've ever encountered in your mind. And the mind's a crazy thing. What the mind does, especially the subconscious mind, which is in your frontal lobe there, all it does is its primary job is solving problems. That's it. It does everything it can to solve problems. But it works on what you feed it. So what you constantly feed it is what it's going to focus on. So like I said, if you feed it negative, negative thoughts, negativity, bang, 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 What's well, going to keep focusing on that? And it's going to actually look, that's your reticular activating system. I did all kinds of research on that thing. We'll talk, I, I touch on that briefly, uh, the reticular activating system. It's amazing. It truly, truly is. It brings things into focus that have always been there, but you've just never noticed them before. But that's in your subconscious mind as well. So if you focus on negative, you're going to find more negative, find more negative. An example, I've got somebody I know that his whole thing is, well, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. If I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. He says that, and I just want to smack the crap out of him. I guess that's a bad emotion, but, you know, right hook of reality. It's not true. I would like more than smack him, give him a good swift kick in the head. But anyway, I don't know if it do any good. Well, of course, with that mindset, what's he got? Yeah, all bad luck. It's just there, there, there. It's pretty much he's telling his mind, his subconscious mind, please 
Send me bad luck. Please send me more bad luck. I love bad luck. Of course, man, it's insane for me to say that, but that is how the subconscious mind works. That's how the reticular activating system works. And I'll give you a quick example about that. If you ever bought a new car, and I talked about this on a couple podcasts ago. So say you bought a, um, I don't know, a new Chevy truck. Boom. You got it out there. And before you know it, and you bought black, black Chevy truck. Well, you're driving around, and maybe you didn't see too many black Chevy trucks before, but now they're everywhere. Holy cow, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there. And, uh, or maybe uh, you, you bought yourself a new, I don't know, new SUV, and it's blue. And you pick blue because blue is kind of a, I don't say a rare color, but you, you don't see too many blue SUVs out there. Well, you bought it. Now what do you see? Blue SUV, blue SUV, blue SUV. What the heck is going on here? Well, they've always been there, but now you're focusing on that, and that's your reticular activating system working. You see them everywhere. Your subconscious brings things into focus that have always been there, but you've never focused on. You've never uh, concentrated on. And it's not like you're concentrated on looking for blue cars, blue cars. They're just automatically appearing because that's what's on your mind. And that's how the reticular activating system works. That's how the subconscious mind works. It tries to solve problems. So what you put in, what you focus on is going to magnify. You're going to start seeing things. So why is that important? Well, it's important not to feed it garbage and negativity. It's important to try and feed it positive thoughts. It's important to try and goal setting. I did a thing last night uh, at the academy. I asked the adult class, hey, New Year's resolutions. Who set a New Year's resolution? And I was heartbroken. Not one hand went up. And I was kind of expected, unfortunately. Um, well, well, I guess it was, it was kind of a junior class, so they haven't been with us very long. Uh, it, students have been with us a while. They know every year I come out and say this thing and try and help them. Anyway, they're... Um, the response was, and I asked, why not, why not, why not? The response that everybody knows, and you, you may say it yourself, uh, I know I've said it in the past, is, well, why bother writing them down? I don't do them anyway. That's when you've given up. That's when you've given up. Said, you know, why even bother? Gosh darn. You're, you've got how many years left on this planet? You've got dreams. You've got goals. You've got aspirations. The first step, you've got to write them down. You can never hit a target you can't see. Something, uh, and you hear me reference Zig Ziglar all the time, because this was, uh, <laughs> the way he kind of set this up was pretty good. He talked about uh, some of the world's best archers, you know, archers, bow and arrow, shooting at a target. He goes, you know what, I could beat them every single day of the week if, if I blindfolded them, spun them around in circles six times, and then had them shoot. Why? That sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's, it's accurate, especially when you're talking about goals. Because you can't hit a target you can't see. You've got to write it down. You've got to have a target, something to aim for, something to shoot for. And by doing that, by plugging that in, simple putting pen to paper, that's activating the mind. Now you're writing it out. And there's been so many studies. I mean, just look up goal setting and look up all the different studies on the simple fact of writing the goal down. More people have achieved that goal well, obviously, more people achieve a goal you see than, than others, but even if they just wrote it down and threw it in a drawer someplace and then stumbled upon it later, somehow they achieved that goal. Now, your goals have to be specific. You can't just say, you know what? I want a million dollars. Okay, that, that's fine. That's great. I hope you get the million dollars. But what steps are you going to take to get there? It has to be specific. You know, um, <laughs> a couple times uh, during speeches, I'd ask people, hey, what do you want? What do you want out of life? And it was always, oh, more money. So I said, come on up here. I'll give you more money. I'll give him a dollar. 
I said, now you happy? You got more money. <laughs> now go sit back down. <laughs> but uh, what? So you have to be specific on what exactly you want. You know, I want a better life. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. What's wrong with your life? Fix it. And it's like, well, that's easier said than done. Bang, got you again. Everything's easier said than done. But you have to be specific on what you want, and you have to be willing to make changes. Too many people get too comfortable inside their comfort zone. And um, I heard a speaker not too long ago say that, uh, yeah, being comfortable will never make you successful, rich, wealthy, happy. You're comfortable. But you're really not that comfortable because you're always complaining. However, working hard, getting out of that comfort zone, discovering your purpose, becoming successful and wealthy and having and, – and here's the thing about wealthy. It, 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 I don't say on both sides. I grew up on a farm, so there wasn't a lot to go around. And when I first started the business, boy, oh, boy, I tanked many, many times. So I have been flat broke – <laughs> cars repossessed, houses foreclosed on, bankruptcy, all those good things, flat broke, and not being able to pay the bills. And then I've been in situations where I'm able to pay the bills. I like it much better when I'm able to pay the bills because I tell you what, stress, and everybody's got their own stressors out there, and uh, there's far people far worse off than I ever was or ever will be. However, those problems are happening to me. Financially, that is the number one stressor in regards to relationships, in regards to uh, um, your mind here. If you don't have money to pay the bills, you don't have money to buy uh, diapers or food for your baby, that is freaking stressful. I mean, that is rough. Okay, So, yes, I'm going to get out of that. Well, that's not very comfortable, even though it's called your comfort zone, but you have to be willing to step out of that thing and admit you don't know what you don't know and try and learn those things to better yourself. And I would say, yeah, I want a better life. I want to make more money. I said all those things. But I started surrounding myself with different people, started going to more conferences, started listening to podcasts like this. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is because the ones I were listening to were good, but sometimes I felt like I was out of touch with them. That's why I'm trying to be in touch with you guys and say, hey, I'm, I'm a real-life person here. I'm a human being. I have all the emotions you have here, but I've been able to make that change. It wasn't easy. You know, some, I, I, I've been to hundreds of conferences, and the one that always drives me the nuttiest is when people say, it's easy, anybody can do it. Well, they're right, anybody can do it, and it is a simple step, but gosh darn it, there's nothing easy about it. However, here's, here's the mindset I want you to think about. You're going to work hard at anything you do in life anyway. I mean, you're going to work your butt off. You might as well work a little bit harder for a while, and it's, it's going to be harder than you, you'd figured simply because it's something different, but it's going to have the payoff at the end. And if you don't, you know, you take the easy way, guess what? That's all you're going to get in return. You know, life gives you dividends based on what you've done to work hard and what you've done to kind of lay that foundation and what you've done to become your very, very best. And what is your very best? I, I don't know. But you know in your heart what your very best is. You know if you put forth your best effort or not. And that kind of leads in to the next topic, and that is, who are you working for? Well, I'm working for my boss. I'm working for this company. I'm working for them. Do you like your boss? Do you like your company? Most people, eh, I don't know. He's all right. But the coworkers, oh, my gosh. You know, the job would be so much better if I didn't have, you know, her over here or him over there. My gosh, if they weren't here, the job would be so much better. And I talk to people all the time that, that that's what I hear. And I talk to him three months later. Oh, I got a new job. Awesome. Well, good for you. How's it going? Well, you know what? There, there's always one. There's always one I got to deal with. And you go from job to job to job to job. Yeah, you're probably going to have always that one. 
However, if it's the same complaint, maybe the common denominator is you. (laughs) What? Yeah, maybe you're that one. I know, that's a tough one. That's a right cross. But that's, you know, kicking life. I'm going to give you a swift kick or a right cross reality to let you know it all starts with you. Yeah, there's going to be people you can't get along with. I get that. But don't, oh, I guess it gets back to the question. I kind of circled a little bit here. Once again, who are you working for? Working for the boss, working for the company, and the company better if she wasn't here. No, you're not. Think about this for a minute. You are working for you. And what I mean by that is every day you're working to build a better you. What are you doing to build that better you? Are you doing research? Are you reading? you listening to positive podcasts like this one, the Kicking Life podcast? Are you doing something to self-educate to better yourself, to be better today than you were yesterday, to be better tomorrow than you are today? You've got the resources, you've got the tools, but I don't want you to think, I'm just working for the boss. Don't want you to think that you're working for them. Yes, they may sign your paycheck, but what you're thinking in your mind is, I'm working so somebody else, or even me personally, not me, <laughs> you, are going to sign your own paycheck someday. And and make that paycheck whatever amount you want. But that's the mindset. And that mindset goes much deeper. Don't say, well, you know what? If they think I'm doing any extra work for what they're paying me, they're out of their mind. I'm just doing what I need to do, and that's all I'm going to do, and that's it. Well, guess what? Now you are working for them. That's the mindset of I am working for them. But if you have the mindset I'm working to better myself, you're going to get better. Is it going to happen overnight? No, nothing does. Is it easier said than done? Of course it's easier said than done. It's something tough, but you can do it. But you have to change that mindset. Do that little extra. And I promise you, just like I talked about at the beginning, about when you play to win, when you give it all you got, doesn't mean you're going to win every time, but you are going to end up with more wins than losses. Okay. And if you play just by, you know what, uh, uh, I work my five hours or my eight hours and I'm done. If they think they're getting any more out of me, they're, they're uh-uh. Well, you know what? That's a fixed mindset. You're going to be there and you're never going to move up. Bang. You might as well get used to that job. Because that attitude is going to keep you there. However, you're willing to put in a little bit more. Sure, maybe this boss doesn't recognize it. Maybe this boss is a total jerk. Maybe he passes over you on promotions and raises and everything else. But what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself to know, you know what? I am worth more. I am going to go to another place. And sooner than later, you're going to get noticed. You're going to get recognized. And it's going to work out. Cream always rises to the top. It truly does. It doesn't happen instantly, though. It will take some time. So here, next month, February, next month will be our 20th year anniversary for Grogan's Martial Arts. 20 years. Holy smokes. And I remember um, a little story on how Grogan's Martial Arts started there. I I lived at gyms and health clubs, and I was a pretty elite hockey player and athlete. Um, Anyway, I bounced around jobs and this and that. My last job was a coffee salesman. I was selling coffee. And... um, always reading motivational quotes. And the quote I read was, a man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. And I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's the one. Two in the morning, I wake my wife up, and <laughs> here's what a saint she is. We've, we got married in August of 96. So we've been married less than six months. And uh, we've got a small little house. And, you know, she's just graduated, I don't know, yeah, she graduated nursing school, so she was just starting her first nursing job. And uh, like I mentioned, I was a coffee salesman. I was in and out of college because I really wasn't a very good student because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. And, uh, um, I mean, I worked hard when, when I needed to, probably not all the time. Anyway, I quit my job. I go and type up my resignation on a word processor at 2 in the morning. 
Four in the morning, I wake her up and I say, hey, I need you to read this over. And she goes, well, what is it? It's my resignation. I'm quitting. She goes, what do you mean you're quitting? I said, we're doing this. We're starting this business off. And she was more supportive than her parents and my parents. I mean, they they completely thought I lost my mind. I'm surprised her parents didn't beat the tar out of me. You know, I was like, what are you doing marrying this guy? He's quitting his job. Now he expects you to support him. So went in, quit the uh, quit my uh, uh, coffee salesman job, and now I'm free to do what I know I'm going to do. Well, then the business reality kicked in and just totally kicked my butt. I mean, it beat me down big time because there's one thing to have a passion, a desire, and knowledge about how to do what you do, but then there's another side. It's called the dark side, the business side. And I suggest any entrepreneur out there, anybody first starting off, you don't know what you don't know. So make sure you surround. First of all, you got to drop your ego and admit that. Um, I realized I didn't know a lot of things, but I was young, arrogant, cocky, and I thought I had it all because, man, nobody can teach as great as I can. Nobody's motivating as I am. Nobody's going to work as hard as I am. And those are all key factors. However, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, the only way to know what you don't know is to ask to be humble, drop your ego, read books, surround yourself with people. So I tell you that simply because I'm a little slow on the draw sometimes, I guess, because it took me, well, if you want to know the back history, <laughs> took me two bankruptcies, a foreclosure on a house, a, um, what else did they take away? The uh, car repossessing, I had a Harley Davidson, sold it off to start the, the business up, all these things, and that still didn't click in my head. I was able to f- go back to school during all this, get my degree in kinesiology, to study of human movement, get a job as a PE teacher during the, uh, um, in the Edwardsville School District, which was fabulous, I loved it. For 11 years, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to quit this job, and now I'm doing the business, which has been running along in the background full-time. And that was another little hiccup, but we were able to battle through it. The reason I'm telling you this is, up until about five or six years ago, I was still kind of spinning in circles, chasing my tail. I truly was. I didn't know what really to do here because I was not around the right group of people. Now, you've heard me talk about that before. Uh, and, and, and also, it's not that I ever had the mindset, I'm only going to do the bare minimum. I've never really had that. I always went above and beyond. Why? Honor, integrity, and respect. That's something that's been instilled in me pretty much my whole life. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not mistake-free. I goof up probably, well, not probably, in the past too dang much and probably too much now. But I seriously try and work on bettering those things and moving forward. And most of the goof-ups have just been aggressive goof-ups. You know, uh, diving in head first and then realizing after you're in the water there, it's only, you know, two inches deep and <laughs> you crack your skull and everything else. So um, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm just not a tiptoe I can't just tip in. If I'm going to do it, I'm all in. But uh, that's not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, it's good gumption and good will and go. But, you know, if you've got smarter people around you, they'll tell you, hey, love the ambition. Love the oomph, but be a little bit smarter. So 20-year anniversary is coming up next month. It wasn't until about six years ago that I started surrounding myself with different people. Kind of got out of the core group that I was in and started, and they turned me on to, you know, I talk about Zeke Ziegler, John Maxwell, uh, Jeffrey Gittimore, uh, Jim Rome, Jack Canfield, all these super successes. Now I found people like Darren Hardy and uh, Simon Sinek is a new favorite of mine. And I'm going around these places, and of course always Tony Robbins, going around these places and I'm actually meeting these people, talking to them, and we're connecting. It's like, yes, but by the power of reading. In the last five years, I've read well over 100 books, listened to well over 100 audio books, and you don't think pumping that much positive, fruitful information in your mind isn't helpful? Well, it is. But you have to be willing to accept it, and you have to be willing to drop that ego. 
and you don't know what you don't know. And the old thing, and I hear these guys on stage, and they say it all the time, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, and that's true. But I'm not going to tell you it's easy because it's not easy. But guess what? Neither is life. So that all goes right back to where I kind of started with here in regards to who are you working for. You're working for you. You're working to better you. Now, hopefully you've got a job you like because here's the thing. If you hate your job, you're going to work 85% of your life. So if you hate your job, you're going to hate 85% of your life because that's what you do in the majority of your life is work. So, well, I got to do it because, I got to do it because. And I understand there are some restrictive circumstances of things that are happening right now. Maybe it's not the right time to leave. You've got to count on this income. But the little steps you take today, those little bitty steps of working on yourself, self-improvement, are going to pay off eventually. If not, the time's going to come and go. And I run into people all the time and, uh, uh, you know, Happy New Year. Hey, how's things going? Oh, about the same and I used to say, oh, okay, all right. Well, actually, I used to say, oh, I know what you mean, man. Wow. Yeah, about the same. Before I know it, I'm down talking negative self-pity crap with them. But now, um, and I used to just go, oh, okay. What I've done now, and it's it's frustrated a few people, and it's not like I, it's my goal to do that, but it's my goal. Look, I can't help you if I'm not honest with you. So I'll say, hey, how's it going? Uh, or how you been? Oh, about the same. I said, no, you're not. What? I said, look, you're either getting better are getting worse. There's no about the same. Every day is changing. You're a day older today than you were yesterday. So are you a better person today or not? Because you're not staying the same. An example I give about that all the time is picture this. You're in the ocean. You're, you're trapped in the ocean and you're swimming. Now here's the deal. You're either getting closer to the shore to better your life and save your life or you're running out of go-go. You can only doggy paddle so long and you're going under. There is nothing the same. So think about that in regards to life. In business, same thing. You're either growing or you're dying. There's no, well, we're doing about the same. No, you're not. <laughs> you're either a little better or a little worse or a lot better or a lot worse. The same thing with your life. You know, if you've been at the same job for 20 years and you're still complaining, and I hear this all the time, well, I've got 20 years experience. Uh, I've been in the same position for 20 years. I've been in this job 20 years. Well, do you, do you still hate it? Yeah, I still hate it. Why haven't you done something? Because I've been there 20 years. Well, you don't have 20 years experience. What you have, what you have is one job that you've been at for 20 years. So you got literally, yeah, you've been there 20 years. But what I'm saying is 20 years experience is if you're growing and continue to experience new things. It's like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. If you're not happy with it, do you think the next 20 years are going to be any better? Well, if I leave, then I lose all this. I lose all that. What I'm saying is start the active step today. What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you start reading books, if you start pumping positive thoughts in your head? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I can't think of one either. But I'll tell you the best thing that's going to happen is you're going to better yourself, you're going to feel better about yourself, and you're going to create other opportunities. And that's what it's all about, working for yourself. So I want to touch on this. We're kind of getting close to the timeline here. Um, something we try and do at the academy is – not try. We do this. And here, speaking of try, I can't believe I just said that. I'd smack myself one. Um, we, we talked about kids. I don't want to hear you try because try, there's always, a you know, hey, man, I tried. I really tried hard. Well, if you try, you can use I tried as, as, as a scapegoat. I tried and I failed. I tried and I failed. I tried real hard. No, you do it. 
The reason being, it's a psychological approach. If I say I'm doing something, I'm fully committed to do it. I'm going to do it until I get it right. If I try and fail, well, at least I tried. No, wipe that out. No more of that nonsense. I'm doing this thing, and I'm fully committed I'm going to do it. And you know what the other thing is, an accountability partner, you air it out there. Like with my book, it's not done yet. I need to get my butt in gear, and I'm telling everybody it's going to be out in May. Why am I saying that? I'm not saying I'll try to get it done by May. I'm doing it. It's going to be done as an accountability partner. My honor, integrity, respect is on the line here. But by saying you're going to do something, you're more apt to do it than just to try. And then, well, I tried and failed. So do it, do it, do it. Anyway, we create, <laughs> that's better, the, the, the best experience anybody could ever have. Oh, that's impossible, you say. No, it's not. And what we do is we are committed to creating the best possible experience. People walk in the academy, we make them feel good. We answer the phone. This is how we answer the phone. Ready for this? It is, it's an awesome day at Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. How can we help you? Because it's an upbeat way. Because nobody else does it that way. Because there's so much negativity in the world, we're trying to bring out positivity. Now, does everybody buy into what we're doing? Unfortunately, no. But our thing is we're not changing who we are. And to be honest, for years upon years upon years, I tried to kind of, I don't want to say change, but you know what, we'll do it this way because it makes you happy. We'll do it this way because it makes you happy. We'll do it this way because it makes you happy. Well, guess what? I'm spinning in circles and, yeah, maybe this person's happy, but this person isn't. Maybe this person's happy, this person isn't. But the person that's spinning in circles, me, I was completely unhappy. So our thing now is we're going to be a good person and we're going to attract more than a good person. We're going to be great. We're going to attract the right type of people, the people that believe in what we believe in. And what do we believe in? Inspiring people to believe in themselves, to overcome challenges, battle through adversity. We're developing courageous, confident leaders that stand up for uh, what is right and protect those in need. So that's our atmosphere. We're going to go out of our way to make it right for the student. However, we're not going to breach our principles of honor, integrity, and respect. So if it's not working, and we tell people right up front, hey, this is what we offer. We want to create the best experience. We'd love for you to be a part of it if it works out on both sides. If not, we part as friends. So it's a good experience. We offer a free coffee bar. So they have a, a, a Keurig over there, free coffee, free hot tea. And everybody's smiling all the time. It's like, oh, that's fake then. No, once again, it's an atmosphere that we've created. It's the experience. So do I see this everywhere I go? I hope to, <laughs> but I rarely do, unfortunately. That's just the reality of things. But I try and brighten up. You know, I go to a restaurant, and a waitress is working her tail off. I come over and say, hey, how's your day today? Well, I just got this and that. I say, you know what? Thank you for taking your time to come over and chat with me. I'm, and it's just, you know, just talking to her, asking her, what do you recommend? What do this and that? And not picking it this way, but just trying to slow the pace down a little bit. They appreciate that instead of, um, I've been waiting here for 10 minutes. Where the heck have you been? Well, now, I'm not saying if they're dogging it, <laughs> you, you give them the extra love, this and that. But I am saying they're human beings, too. So a lot of the attitude, sometimes it comes back and forth, regardless where you're at, restaurant or uh, maybe even car dealership. And that's what I'm going to touch on next because I just bought a new, uh, uh, what's well, 2013, but it's a Chevy Avalanche. Anyway, I'm going to give a shout-out to the boys at uh, Weber, Granite City, Chevrolet, uh, Jeff Kohler, Mark Harper, wonderful, wonderful guys there. And I did a little video blog for them yesterday. And the reason I'm doing it, because not only they're great guys, but the experience they created was the experience that we create at the academy. You walk in, and it's a high-pressure job. There's a lot of stress going on, but they choose. And it comes from the top down. You know, if the top is 
tainted, then the bottom is going to be as well. But Jeff Kohler is doing an excellent job as a uh, general manager there. Stumbled on my words here. The general manager, and he has set an expectation of what he wants. And it radiates through the sales floor, through the service department. And Mark Harper's in the service department now, so he's doing a good job of amping that up. But it truly, truly does. And the reason I'm giving them such an endorsement is because they did the right thing. They went above and beyond to create a great experience for me. And we were able to make the numbers work. And I'll tell you what, it was a great, great transaction. And even further than that, my father took his uh, his truck in to get some work done. And he got some work done, and, and something something went wrong. I don't know what it was. So he took it back, and he says, hey, I got all this work done. I got these brakes and discs and la da 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 And now I've got this problem I didn't have. Well, my dad's extremely defensive on everything. I mean, he grew up old school. Uh, was in the Vietnam War, served honorably, got a Purple Heart. and uh, But he, he's, he's old school, old school farm boy and uh, – I don't know. I don't say he's always looking for the fight, but he's been conditioned. <laughs> and this is where I got a lot of my young conditioning that I had to break, that the world's bad and everybody's out to get you. And you got to protect yourself. you got to watch out because if not, this person's going to take advantage of you and that person's going to take advantage of you. And you just got to watch out because there's no good people in the world. And that's, that's just who he is. When I was younger, I was conditioned with that mindset. And believe it or not, for a long amount of time, I believe that. And I've worked hard to Get rid of that digital blueprint, blueprint, if you will. But um, anyway, he's gotten a little bit older now. He's 72, and he's kind of mellowed out a little bit. But still, that's he, that's who he is. And doesn't mean he's a bad person. I love my dad. I In a previous podcast, we talked about cu- uh, a cup of coffee with my dad, uh, which is the first one I've ever had at 72 years old, and I'm 46. But uh, anyway, that that's just who he is. And I, I've grown to accept that. It was a, quite a challenge going through the 20s because you know we're on opposite ends of the perspective there. But Anyway, he went in and uh, they, they took care of it. Jeff Kohler, just, hey, you know what? Let's get this right for you. And Dad calls me up and says, hey, do you know this Jeff Kohler guy? I said, well, yeah, I went to high school with him, but I haven't seen him in years. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. He did the right thing. Uh, I, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to him. I'm really thankful. I'm like, are you serious? That's awesome. So when I went in, um, and that was a reason, too, I want to go in and say it uh, Thanks to these guys for taking care of dad and doing the right thing. But then, of course, uh, there was a truck I wanted, and we ended up making it work. But I told Jeff, I said, Jeff, I don't know if I've ever got a thank you from my dad or a debt of gratitude. So you must have really went over the top to get it done. And uh, uh, and Jeff didn't say, you know, he could have said, well, you know, I knew it was you, so I wanted to take care of you. He goes, hey, that's just what we do here. That's what we've created here. And, man, it was so rewarding and so warming to hear because it's what they do, meaning they're not just doing it because they knew me or because uh, um, I, I guess, you know, he was my dad, which they didn't know at the, well, at the end of the name, but um, they did it because that's just what they do. Excellent. You don't see that near enough. And the reason I did the video blog for them, kind of a, a verbal testimonial there, a little shout out to them. And the reason I'm doing it on this podcast here is because too many times, and, you know, I used to be guilty of this too, kind of wrapped up in that, you know, if somebody did you wrong or something's bad, you're the first one to complain. However, they do something good for you. Well, you don't talk about that. Well, you know, you should. You should talk about that. And I tell you what, the same thing I talked about the reticular activating system and subconscious mind there. You focus on the positive. You look for the positive. You're going to have more positive. You look for the negative. You focus on the negative. You're going to have more negative. So we've covered a lot here today. Wow, I love it. Feeling good about delivering some right crosses, some round kicks, and inspiration and motivation. Talking to you about some of my past experiences and failures, but also motivating and inspiring you. You know what? Get up when you get knocked down. It's not going to be easy. And a reminder, who do you work for? 
You work for yourself. Always think that I'm working for me to better me, to be a better, to be a better person. And I'll share with you something here. It's kind of private. Excuse me. I'll share it with you. My prayer every single day when I wake up in the morning is this, God, please help me be a better person today than I was yesterday. Give me the courage, confidence, and wisdom to feel better about myself, to help motivate and inspire others. Please help me be a better dad, a better father, a better instructor, a better leader, and a better motivator. Boom. Same thing every day. Simply saying that I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Yeah, the past is in the past. I made several mistakes, some I don't even want to talk about. Nothing severely bad, but they were goof-ups, big time. But I'm learning from those moving forward. And I know I, 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 you know, I'm going to have to find a better way of saying this because I don't like saying, if I can do it, you can do it. I can do it, you can do it. i got to find a better way to say that. I'm going to work on that. But it's true. You know, I grew up on a farm, a farm boy, okay? I've had more concussions than I can count, which is not good, which means, you know, there's a lot of brain damage up there. You probably know that from listening to me talk, but seriously, I've overcome a lot. Not as much as others, but I've overcome my battles. And I'm just saying, you know, by all means, I am not the smartest person in the world, or didn't used to be. I feel I got a few things going on now, but that's due to working for myself and self-educating. And seriously, you can do it too. Believe in yourself. As always, please share this podcast with your friends. Listen to it multiple times to get all the different messages. And send us some feedback. Send us some love. Let us know what's going on there. Tell us the things you like. And you know what? Tell me the things you don't like. Or tell me, tell me the things you'd like to hear. Or maybe you're having some trouble with this. And you're like, hey, Master Grogan, what can you tell me about this? And will I have the right answer all the time? Well, I could lie and say yes, but I'm not going to. I will give you my heart and everything I can to help you with your problem. But I tell you what, I bet you can probably find it yourself. Believe in yourself and you can do it. All right. So as always, you found our podcast here, but you can also find us um, at our podcast, which is kickinlifepodcast.com. We're part of the lineupmedia.fm group and uh, they have got so many rock star podcasts matter of fact i'm getting ready to do the uh, cowboys podcast in just a little bit here uh where else we can find it on itunes google play stitcher podbean or wherever you get your podcast from as always i end the podcast the same way every time same way in my video blogs and i sincerely mean this you get out there be you you get out there and do your best and i promise you'll be your very best Have a blessed day, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you real soon. And like I said, leave us some feedback. Let us know what's going on. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.